I remember my early days as a college pastor with InterVarsity, I had a mentor-like relationship with a guy named Joe. And that really was his name. Uh, Joe made a huge difference in my life. I had spent enough time with him to know that Joe, uh, he wasn't perfect. Uh, he didn't pretend to be perfect either. Uh, I attended the church where he was a pastor, and Joe loved teaching. Teaching was probably his top gifting. His teaching stretched me. It challenged me to, to search the Bible for myself. It challenged me to consider the teachings of Jesus from a new perspective. I learned a lot from Joe, from what Joe said, from what he taught me. We were around each other a lot. We both loved sports and often spent time together uh, just tossing a football or a baseball back and forth. Uh, we had tons of meals together. And sometimes we argued and, and debated things quite passionately. We had children the same age, so we often dealt with similar things and issues coming up with our kids at the same time. So not only did I learn from what Joe said and taught when we were at church on Sunday or maybe off to the side somewhere, but I also learned by watching Joe, by seeing the things that he did. I learned a lot from my friend Joe. I learned from what he said, and I learned from what he did. And I think my life and your life of following Jesus can be much like this mentorship I had with Joe. Just like when I learned what Joe said and I learned what Joe did, I think we can learn from what Jesus says and from what Jesus does. In fact, Jesus actually says this very thing that we can learn from him, that he's got something to teach us and to show us. And we find this in the book of Matthew chapter 11, the first book of the New Testament. I've recruited two of my favorite readers for this passage, so let's hear them on this passage. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you a rest. Take my old loke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty-eight thirty. 30. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost done. When I hear this passage, two words stick out to me. The first one is learn, and then the second one is yoke. Learn is a word that's really common to us. I don't think I need to explain that one to you, but yoke, well, it's not a word that we use very much. In fact, I don't think it's a word that anyone uses in our current culture outside of talking about eggs. Basically, the word yoke in, in this particular context means to bring two things together. This yoke that Jesus speaks of probably would have been understood in two different ways by his audience, two possible ways by those listening to him. One way yoke would have been understood is this type of harness that a farmer would put on an oxen uh, to bring them together. So yoke equals harness. Another way yoke may have been heard 
is how mentors of a rabbi thought about their master's teaching. For those who would become an apprentice of a teacher of that day, they may have heard this yoke that Jesus spoke of as his teaching. So yoke equal teaching. In fact, it was a common term used for followers of a rabbi, a master teacher, that someone would wear the yoke of their teacher as a way of saying they are under his tutelage, his mentorship. Either way, either way you use the word, as his teaching or as his harness, the picture we get is that we are invited to join together with Jesus and to learn from him. In fact, to give him control, control of our lives. And then he just throws us a little bit of a curveball by saying something that's a bit harder to understand. He says this, my yoke is easy. <laughs> However, we all know that following Jesus is not always easy. So why would Jesus say that? And this is where the limitations of the English language can really make things confusing at times when we look at Scripture. In English, we hear the word easy and we think not difficult or piece of cake. But when we look at the full definition of the original Greek word, krostos, to furnish what is needed, it says profitable, fit, good for any use, Better, easy, gracious, kind. For my yoke is profitable and useful. For my yoke is better. For my yoke is gracious. Jesus invites us to join together with him, to learn from him. And like I did with my friend Joe, as we spend time with Jesus, we can learn from what he says and we can learn from what he does. And we can allow that from what he says and what he does to control our lives, to be our yoke. And what he says and what he does is best. It's useful. We find him gracious. Maybe that's not the image you have of following Jesus. Maybe you think it's demanding and unrealistic. But that's not what Jesus has in mind for us at all. So let's unpack this idea of learning from what he says and from what he does just a little bit more. One thing that I just should say up front is that following Jesus is a lifelong process. We never stop listening to what Jesus says, and we never stop watching what Jesus does as long as we call ourselves followers of Jesus. Okay? So first, let's talk about listening to what he says. We're able to hear the words of Jesus when we take the time to look at the stories of Jesus we find in the first four books of the New Testament, the, the Gospels. Uh, we start where we can, right? If we can take five minutes on a day, that's great. Maybe some of us could take 50 minutes on a day. But we start where we can and we listen to the words of Jesus. I like to start my day with a walk after breakfast. It's just a 10 or 15 minute walk, not a long walk. But I put my earbuds in and I, I bring up a podcast that reads a Bible passage to me. It's not always something from the Gospels, but it keeps me regularly hearing from the Bible. And then quite often when I get back home uh, from my walk, I will look up the passage that I just listened to from that uh, Bible app. 
sometimes, I don't know, I try to put myself in the scene, if you will. For example, uh, recently I read about how Jesus called some of his first disciples to follow him. They were out by the water, and he invited them to join him. And instead of fishing for a fish, he said, let's go fish for people. Andres talked about this just two weeks ago. So I put my imagination cap on, and I, I did my best to put myself in that scene. What did that sound like? What did it feel like to be invited to follow Jesus? What would those words have meant to me if I had been there? And if I'd actually been there, how would I have responded? Sometimes I look up a certain word in the original language to see if there's any deeper meaning than the English words convey, just, just like we did with the word easy. A person doesn't need to be a graduate to have a graduate degree in theology to do this. There are tons of Bible apps or uh, resources that are out there that can help you search for this sort of thing. The point is this. It's not necessarily to do it the way I do it. It's just do something. We're all wired differently. The point is simply to start where we can and allow God to speak to us through his words regularly. If we want to learn from what Jesus says, we need to actually investigate what he said. Now, I want to turn quickly and look at how we learn from what he does. And to do this, we go right back to the Bible. But this time, we focus not as much on his words, but on his actions. Listen to this short list of incredible things that we can observe in Jesus' actions as we look at the gospel stories of Jesus. Uh, Jesus, he heals people. Uh, he he listens to people. I mean, he really listens. Like, he dials in and listens. He spends time with people, time talking about God. He walks around a lot. And you know, in those long walks, there's a lot of conversations. He has meals with people. He, he challenges people at times, but it, and he doesn't always let people off the hook. He prays for people. One passage tells us that he looked at this person with love. I just... Wish I knew what that looked like. About a year and a half ago, there was a, a new program that was produced. It was only available through an app. You couldn't watch it on television or through Amazon Prime or Netflix. You had to actually download the app. It was free, but you had to have the app to do it. It's called The Chosen. Maybe some of you have already seen it. It was a whole series with multiple episodes about Jesus and some of his followers. And they didn't try to necessarily act out the words of the Gospels word for word. But rather they tried to give us a sense of what it was like to actually see Jesus in action. The show brought me to tears on more than one occasion because I saw Jesus in a new light. It was amazing how I had read some of these stories a hundred times. But... Somehow, by seeing Jesus in this drama, it brought new meaning. So not only did I see him, but I emotionally experienced him in new ways. I, I felt this 
deeply loving side of Jesus. And I enjoyed a jovial side of Jesus that I don't think I've ever really fully considered. So I have permission to show you a short clip just to give you an idea. And so to set the clip up, the context is when Jesus cast out demons of a woman named Mary of Magdalene. And she's observed Jesus from a distance, but she's never had this close-up encounter with him until now. Let's watch the clip. Mary. Mary of Magdala. says the Lord who created you and he who formed you. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. Because I know the story of Mary from the Gospels, I know what kind of person she was. And to have this visual of what it may have been like to have Jesus affirm her, despite her background, it was very moving for me. I see the things that Jesus does as I read the Gospel stories of Jesus, as I try to imagine what that would look like if I were there. And and then dramatic reenactments like this also help me to see Jesus. And there's other tools out there, plenty of them, uh, available to help us kind of see Jesus in action. Uh, the Bible Project is another one that you can look up. That's a great one. But that was then. What about today? What do we see Jesus doing today? Well, last week, we heard how Jesus is working in the life of someone experiencing debilitating pain, pain that has come and gone for over 12 years. How Christ has sustained her in the midst of all of that has, has been incredible. And in fact, he's not only sustained her, he's made her fruitful. Next week, you get to hear two more stories of how God is helping people learn from him. Jesus says, to us all. Come to me. Take my yoke. Learn from me. Listen to what I say 
and watch what I do. For my, mo- my yoke, it's good. It's effective. It works. And it's gracious. Our purpose with this message isn't to give you this how-to list, but rather to encourage you as you follow Jesus, draw near, follow him deeply. I guess the question as I close is this. Are you open to that? Are you open to the yoke of Jesus? Something we all have to answer. And may God draw you near as you follow, as you learn from Jesus, as you learn from what he says, and as you learn from what he does. Amen.